Hello everyone and welcome to the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host Dan and I come to you with both good and bad news. The bad news is that Terry won't be joining us tonight. He's uh, a little busy taking care of something far more important than this podcast. Um, The good news is he'll be back next week. Uh, The bad news is that means I'm flying solo tonight, which means I will be all over the place, mainly entertaining myself. I do have a run sheet that I will largely ignore, so at least we get to do this together, right? Alrighty, so it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke. Um, I'm going crazy not talking about the Sharks, to be f- completely honest. Um, I miss the attention. I miss the boys. I miss the results. I do not miss the headaches that come along with supporting this great, yet largely not-so-good football team at the moment, unfortunately. So let's talk some rugby league. Let's talk some black, white, and blue. The big news this week was that Will Kennedy won every single award that was Possible, really. He won the Players Player of the Year. The club named him as the Monty Porter Player of the Year. And the fans also overwhelmingly voted him as the best Shark of the Year. It was the only decision. No one was even close. I tried to narrow it down to a top five. It was Kennedy, then the rest. You know, we're going to do a full review, Terry and I, next next week and the week after. We'll do the backs and the forwards and then an overalls we did last year. For those unlucky enough to listen. Um... Look, Katoa is good. You know, Nakora had a really good bounce back year. <sighs> Other than that, like, no one was no one was Chad Townsend, put it that way, except Chad Townsend. Um, you know, Bradley was a bit of a letdown. We'll get into that. You know, I'm trying to think of a second and third. You know, Toby was good, but he missed a lot of tackles. Yeah, Ray Ramian was really good towards the end of the year. Very, very quiet at the start of the year, so that probably puts him in the mid-range. Look, I don't know. Will Kennedy first, second, and third, as far as I'm concerned. The guy has come on in leaps and bounds. I, myself, was a humongous flip-flopper last year for Kennedy. Uh, Terry and I were the two that really led the charge to get Kennedy promoted to first grade. Uh, no one listened, of course, but you know, it made us feel good when he got picked. He was so good for Newtown. You could just see he had... All the talent in the world. The guy was quick. He played what was in front of him. He played off the cuff footy, which is something that Moylan couldn't do because of his hamstrings and a, you know, he's he's more of a ball player than a than a runner. But Will Kennedy's come on in leaps and bounds as a ball player, and is undoubtedly our number one fullback moving forward. And I say that fully embracing the fact that Nico Hines will be with us next year. So, you know, congrats to Will Kennedy. What a season. If you'd said at the start of the season, you know, he's going to have this kind of year, yeah, I wouldn't have doubted it because the talent's already been there, but I certainly wouldn't be put any money on it because, you know, he was a little bit inconsistent in his first full year. Now, again, he's still really, really young, and I don't think we've seen the best of Kennedy. You know, he's not the biggest, the biggest player. You know, he's not going to bust people apart like some of the bigger fullbacks. You know, he's not going to run for 500 metres and, and sort of, you know, Tommy Turbo it, or he's not going to zig and zag and break 100 tackles like Tedesco. But the thing is, he's good at everything. And, I mean, we saw on the weekend that, that Tommy Turbo was kept ridiculously, criminally quiet against a good side, which i got to say happens more often than not, but we'll touch on that later in the week. They got beaten 40-14 to 14 or 40-12 to 12 or something ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking sucked in Manly. And Turbo's stats were disgraceful. He made like 128 metres, broke one tackle, missed two, had two errors and a penalty or something, or three errors and a penalty. 
everyone was saying, you know, Turbo's still the man, his forwards just got dominated, and they conceded 40 points. And I said, yeah, there's probably some truth to that, but, you know, in an ultimate, well, in reality, really, you know, so this is where I need Terry to keep me on, on focus. In reality, Will Kennedy's a better fullback than Tommy Turbo based on that we got beaten 40 to 14, which means we're better than Manly too. And Tommy had zero try assists. Will had one. And I think Kennedy had two line breaks or two line break assists and a line break. What I'm saying is, is that good fullbacks go looking for work and they don't rely on their forwards to do the work. Am I calling Tommy, Tommy Turbo a bum? Absolutely. Am I saying Will Kennedy's better than him? Undoubtedly. And I think we saw that over the weekend. But Will Kennedy, Player of the Year, congratulations. There was nobody even close. I'd like to see the votes, actually, because anyone that didn't vote for Will Kennedy, get out of the fan base. Uh, big news this week. Mawini Harotti has re-signed for one year. Full disclosure, not a huge fan of this signing. I said on Outlaws on Monday night that, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust Fitzgibbon. He's the one that's made this decision, even though he hasn't started yet officially at the Sharks. There's no chance in the world that they sign or re-sign a player without uh, the great Sir Fitz of Gibbon giving the thumbs up. Now, Harati is a bit part player, let's be honest. Probably probably let himself down a little bit towards the end of the year. Had a few opportunities. But the guy, the guy can't score tries, and as a winger, that, that's a bit of a problem. Uh, by far not the worst player in the world. Wouldn't even say he's the worst player on our current roster, <coughs> Billy Magulius. But I don't see him playing too many first-grade games next year. My worry is that we have two superstar young backs in Lua Lua and Tomopia, Tomopia, someone with more knowledge. Please let me know how to pronounce that. I apologise if he's listening. These are the two kids that I have absolutely pinned my hopes and dreams on moving forward, and I expect one or both to play a lot of football next year if, as with most years, we do suffer some injuries in the outside backs. Obviously, Katoa and Ronaldo are our starting forwards for the next however many years. Couldn't be happy with that. Fantastic. Both score amazing tries. We actually walked past Sione the other day in uh, Miranda, and he's, he's in incredible shape. Could use a haircut, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to, to dish out haircut advice. In terms of the centres, I think Connor's got a spot as long as he wants it. He was absolutely fantastic once moved out of the halves and back out wide. Cannot speak highly enough of him either. Obviously, Jesse Ramian was in beast mode towards the end of the year and wants that other spot, and he's got it for as long as he wants it. But there's going to be games where we have injuries. There's going to be games that our players need time off. Who knows? Someone may have a drop in form. We're going to need to go to these younger players. We've seen Lulu named lately in the extended bench and then dropped off on before game day. And Jensen, as we'll call him, because he's ah, it's a hard hard name to to say. Tonopia. We're gonna call him Jensen Tonopia. He was on the bench all the time earlier in the season, and I really thought we'd see him. Uh, unfortunately, or, or yeah, I shouldn't say that. Sorotti did his absolute best. Herodi was named numerous times when we did have a chance to blood a youngster. You know, Sir Fitz says Herodi's willing, you know, he's, he's capable, he's able to play another year, then well, so be it. But hopefully it does come in the role that Bryson Goodwin played a couple of years ago, where he was called upon when required and wasn't named at the expense of a younger player. In other re-signing news, 
Well, not really. The opposite of signing news. We've said goodbye to Aaron Woods. Now, you're not going to catch me nor Terry crying too many tears about, about Woodsy leaving. I was very vocal towards the end of the season uh, and his efforts, and you can't see me, but uh, the inverted commas, the quote marks, whatever you want to call them when I say the word effort. Woodsy, it's time, it's time to move on. Now, I when he signed, I did not bag the signing. I thought it was a beauty. The way we used him off the bench was fantastic. The guy was a beast when he came to Cronulla. I can't remember too many of his stats, but I do remember very early on him, you know, really quickly playing the ball. He'd get tackled, he'd hit his stomach, he'd get up, he'd play the ball, and he'd get out of the way. Now, in terms of a front rower, excuse us, sorry, that, that's your number one job. Your number one job is to make meters and make tackles, and he did both of those really, really well. I thought he had a good year last year, probably our best forward with right up there with Toby Rudolph. This year, though, I think the new rules, the faster game, and him getting a little bit older have caught up with him, and he's no longer of that standard, which means he'll go to the Tigers. Big, big uh, rumours going around that he's headed back to the um, the Tigers. Now, I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemy, and Woodsy, you deserve better. There are talks that Craig Bellamy is going to throw him a lifeline and bring him down for a season. Now, if anyone can get the most out of him, it's Craig Bellamy. But I don't think Woodsy's going to go down there for minimum money and play a big part role. He can go to the Tigers and be their leading, probably their um, their captain, to be honest, too. I know they got 38 of them, but none of them are any good. Uh, they had a couple of retirements. I don't want to talk too much about Tigers because it's fucking depressing because they're so terrible. But, uh, yeah, Woodsy, mate, thanks thanks for the memories. Uh, probably a year too long, unfortunately. But, you know, all in all, they're all worst players in the squad. <laughs> Billy Magulius again. <laughs> This year, so so Woodsy, thank you. Uh, another player we got to we got to shout out is Josh Dugan, whose time at the club has come to a premature end. Uh, look, I don't want to go too much into the reasons why, but Cronulla do get to save a bit of money. Uh, Dugan let, gets to leave with his head held relatively high. Look, ultimately, when we saw Josh Dugan, it pretty much split the fan base down the middle. Half said he's overpaid and passed it, it's injury prone, etc., and the other half were right. We lost Jack Bird. We needed a superstar center. We had the money. Dugan became available. We got him. He went on and won a World Cup, was the center of the tournament. He and Val Holmes had an absolutely wonderful combination out wide. Now, unfortunately, that never came to fruition because Val wanted a gap year, and now he's the most overpaid winger in the world, the Cowboys. Again, no many, you won't catch me crying too many tears, but Josh Dugan was very, very good for Cronulla. His injuries were nothing like were rumoured. If you look at the amount of games he played, it was very high. Again, though, the game's gone past him. If he'd been at full fitness when these rules were introduced, he remains a superstar, but the fact was that's two or three years past. Now, Dugan, thanks again. Um, you know, again, the off-field stuff, but we're, we're going to focus on the positive here. Pretty, pretty pretty, good career for Josh Dugan. What could have been, I'm sure there'll be plenty written about it. There will be a book uh, to be a good read. You know, like I said, we do get to save a little bit of money, which is which is good. I don't know how we're going to use it. Maybe we top up a contract, upgrade. I, I don't know. That's Terry's wheelhouse. I'll leave that for him for next week. But uh, but thanks, Dukes. Unfortunately, it didn't, didn't end the way we wanted. I was hoping that we would hold on to Josh Dugan in a role... Because he is very popular, 
A lot of people do love him. Unfortunately, a lot of people do hate him, but he is very popular. We saw when we went overseas last year, he was he was the man. He was the, the one all the kids wanted to sign. They all wanted his gear, and he led the way. He taught all the young kids, you know, how to handle the international travel. It was fantastic. Again, unfortunately, that won't happen because of what's happened. And in terms of the atrocity scale, it's right down there, but accumulative factors, you know, it's, it's probably best for, for player and club if he does uh, just right off into the sunset. And good luck with whatever he does. Um, hopefully on the way he gives... Old mate Buzz Rothfield to serve because uh, Dugan and I don't agree on a lot, but we both agree that that old fossil should fuck right off. Now, moving on to some other players that are off contract, and we haven't received an update on yet, but I think I can provide a little bit of info. This isn't insider info. This is just common sense, something I refuse to apply to too many situations, but we'll give it a shot. First player off contract is Billy Magulius. Now, this may come as a bit of a surprise to, to those that have listened, especially tonight. Not the biggest fan of young Billy M. I was. I was probably his top two or three fan behind his mother and partner when he was at Newtown. When he debuted, I thought he was fantastic, and I thought, here we go, we found a superstar 14. Hopefully that will graduate to a full-time 13. I don't know what's going on with Billy Magulius. Uh, it's nothing personal. I still think he's got a, a future ahead of him. I just don't think it's at Cronulla. Billy just seems to be the kind of player that has all the talent and is yet to deliver. You know, how many times have we seen that? He needs to go to a side like perhaps the Tigers again, get a first-grade spot and show what he can do. Look, this one may come back to Hornus, but it's a risk we're going to have to take. There's too many superstar young, you know, back rowers, locks that are coming through both in our reserve grade team, our flag that may or may not play again in the next, who knows what's going on there. But my point is Billy isn't banging the house down for a spot. And when he did get picked, I don't think he lived up to expectations. There were times this year where he played 11, 12, 13 minutes as a player to give the middle forwards a rest, and he made one hit up for one meter. I think he was a, was a stat. There was one where he made negative meters, and I was ready to pounce. And then with a hit up, he made four or five, and ended up in positive numbers. But the fact is, he just didn't take the opportunities he was given. Uh, if he took his aggression in the DMs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for fans that say, you know, Billy's not the best player in the world, not the greatest guy of all time. Into the game, he would be Jason Tomalolo with a well times two. He'd be better than Jason Tomalolo. He'd be better than Payne Haas. He'd be the best forward in the game, best forward of all time, but unfortunately not to be. Now, Billy, I know you are listening. Dan Nichols on Facebook, send me another message, mate. I look forward to it. Uh, Richie, shout out. Paul, Terry, whoever else have got messages. You know, Billy, Tigers fans, keep your DMs closed. Don't talk crap about him because he'll come at you hard. But he won't make too many tackles, and he won't make any meters. Um, this is in jest mainly, but also fuck Bill McGillis. Um, Will Chambers is another one who six weeks ago, if you'd said he was off contract, I would say get him another year, get him into the centers while Connor learns to play center. No, nah, got to go. Um, the last few weeks of his playing career at Cronulla, and I think the NRL, I don't think he'll find another club. Um, he was good. He came in and brought professionalism off the field. Uh, he told players to put the shirts on with the sponsors while they were doing their Instagram videos, which I heard didn't go over too well, but was completely right. 
the guy, we heard all the stories about him sitting in the car for many hours and, you know, while the COVID tests, the results, he was waiting for protocols, etc., etc. And his first few games were very good. Unfortunately, at the end of the year, he became a bit of a meme player in that he was going after players that I, I don't particularly like, but it's hard to go someone hard when you're 40 points down. Then when the coach says, oh, you pull your head in with 40 points down and you keep going, well, you can't really complain about being dropped for a younger option. So, Will Chambers, again, thank you. Do not bag that signing at all. Thought it was brilliant. Still do. Would have taken the risk all over again. Just didn't work out. Again, we got young options. And, again, the game has passed him. Uh, another player who is yet to sort his future, and this one's a little bit surprising, is Jake Tolman. Again, a month ago, if you'd said Tom's off contract, I say give him the one-year deal, roll it over. I'm a little bit hesitant now. The last few weeks, we needed a forward to stand up in the middle and lead. And unfortunately, it wasn't Aiden Tolman. Now, again, the guy's in his 30s and had a fantastic career. He was signed to fill a role, which he's done very well. But I would be looking at younger options. Uh, Daniel Vasquez, I cannot believe for life we didn't get a single minute of rugby league action this year. We played for Feeder, Woods, and Tolman constantly, and I thought Vasquez should have got one of those run on somewhere. Look, I don't know what his contract status is, but I know he played one game last year, came on, ran the ball extremely hard, tackled like a menace, just put his body on the line. The guy bleeds football. He Newtown legend. I love him. If he was available and we didn't pick him, then shame on us. Fitzgibbon, I have no doubt, will make the right decision. So if Vasquez is there next year, hopefully he gets upgraded to the full-time squad. Look, he wouldn't have played too much football with Newtown regaining their back-to-back-to-back premiership by default, the two greatest words in English language. But, you know, if it comes down to him or a half-fit for feeder or a... Billy Magulis, I would be throwing the jersey to Vasquez. So fingers crossed, you know, if it comes down to those two, I'm signing Vasquez on Talon alone. Tolman, you know, if we've only got 28 spots and we need a third, you know, a 29th and a 30th, then you go looking. But if I'm Cronulla, I'm sitting back and thinking, you know, if we lose Tolman, we lose Tolman. But there's plenty of players that are going to come off contract very soon. Let's just let's just play it safe. Yeah, another player who can... Uh, Fit into that role is Kai O'Donnell. Now, he was brought down from somewhere in Queensland. playing Q Cup. Former Titan, I believe. Might have played for Newcastle and them shit clubs. Um, didn't didn't play any football for us, unfortunately. Did did train with us. He's in the system now. But, you know, unfortunately, with, with COVID, not getting a whole lot of football, he was there just in case. Now, we didn't end up using him. But, evidently, from training, he looked good. From the Instagram posts that I did see, and there's not many, it's not really my thing, but um, I certainly wouldn't be um, wouldn't be too disappointed to see Kai O'Donnell run out for the Sharks next year. I think he's worth a train and trial contract. Put him in front of Fitzgibbon, give him six to eight weeks, and then the Sir Fitz can make the decision. But, um, yeah, could do, could do much worse. He's, he's not going to break the bank. But, again, I in terms of prop spots, I would keep one free without going too much further into it. Uh, another player of contracts, Kyle Patterson, the, the number nine for Newtown, who was our backup to Braley. Didn't, didn't come along like we'd hoped. The talk was he was going to be a superstar. Uh, I d- don't know what happened. I didn't see too much of him because Newtown didn't play too many games and I only saw the one, the one game that was streamed. 
Real shame, but I mean, we got a pretty handy backup number nine next year if we do do need it. And I have a feeling there are some players within that squad that can fill in where possible. You know, Connor Tracy. Um, oh, there was a couple more. Metcalf. You know, Luke, not Connor Metcalf. Uh, you know, Trindle could play a bit of a bit of nine if required. You know, there's plenty of options, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be holding a spot for a player that's probably never going to play first grade just because you don't have a a number nine backup. Now, the one I speak of, of course, in terms of next season is Cam McKinnett. Now, he'll play, he'll play 13, but if we need him, he can play nine, at least start and move to 13. There's a whole lot of options, but my point is I don't expect Kyle Patterson to be re-signed, which is a real shame, but, I mean, it is a business and we've got to move forward. The final player off contract. This one caught me off guard. I completely forgot about it. It was young Bronson Zeri. Now, anyone on social media that saw that photo of him during the week, uh, fair to say he's in decent nick, whether or not that is, well, you know, if if there's any chance that Bronson can serve out his suspension, stay in that kind of shape legally without assistance and come back and play football, I'm all over it. Now, I'm pretty harsh on players that have off-field incidents, you'll often catch me on Twitter giving the Dragon shit deservedly for their culture. Uh, the Bulldogs are another one who keeps signing drag footballers and wondering why they play like shit and the results are bad and why they spend more time in the papers than not. This is a... It's hard, it's hard. You've got to tiptoe around this one. It's a young player that wanted to get fit to get back into first grade. Now, I would prefer to bring that kind of player back than a Matt Lodge or a Fenor Blake. And I don't give two solitary fucks, well, a contradiction, but I don't give one solitary fuck about either of those and how good they are. We saw the other week the kind of person Matt Lodge is. I don't care if he's the best forward in the game. I don't want that fucking scumbag anyone in my club. Same with Fenor Blake, who was named captain for the Warriors, which is an absolute disgrace to that once proud jersey. And I would be happy if they finished dead fucking last next year as a result. I don't want those kinds of players anywhere near us. Bronson Zeri made a dumb mistake. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Hurt the club. Tarnished us, etc., etc. Everyone's forgotten about it. He hurt only himself. Now, if he tells us to fuck off, well, so be it. But I would be going to the NRL and say, two years he signed a contract with us. If he's going to come back and play football, it has to be with us. And then it becomes our decision. This could all be completely bullshit. I don't know how it all works. I don't have the time to look into it. Bronson may never return. He may come back. He was going to the Roosters. Let's call a spade a spade. You know, he'd probably still end up there, but he and Kyle Flanagan are very, very close. Maybe he'd go to the Bulldogs. Culture. he fit right in in there. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a shame if we don't see him again. If that guy learnt to catch, he was on track to play, be one of the uh, best centres in the game. And he and... Jesse Ramian, a one scary centre combination. I want to see run out for Cronulla. So I'd be in his ear, say, hey, mate, stay stay off the gear. You know, stay fit, though. Come in and train off the books. No, I definitely wouldn't be doing that. But I'd be saying, keep fit, keep fast, learn to catch. See in two seasons what size uh, premiership ring do you want because he's a superstar. The last player I want to talk about is Jackson Ferris. He's a player that I have um, publicly filleted. Numerous times over those Newtown tries. He's a player of tremendous skill and a humongous potential. Unfortunately, it looks like his body's going to let him down. For those that were in 
the ground early in the disgusting pouring rain at that equally disgusting bog fest, Cogra Oval. Shithole, may we never have to go there again. For round one, he played for Newtown and was the worst player on the field until he was carried off with an injury. Uh, you know, very, very hard to watch as a guy who was talking him up all afternoon to Sharks and Dragons fans alike. So I had to eat a bit of cry, but ultimately won, so who gives a fuck? Um, he's the player that if he can't get fit, well, go play rugby union. If he can get fit, let's keep him on a um, secondary contract, keep him in the system. I'm not willing to give up on him just yet, but unfortunately it does look like his time at the Sharks might be coming to an end, which is a real, real shame. Now, in terms of players potentially coming to the Sharks next year, um, there's no official links yet. I mean, there could be. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not involved in the club, so this is all fantasy booking. There's a couple of players I want to talk about. The first is a former Shark, Tyrone Peachy. Now, he's been told to look elsewhere by the Titans, which absolutely disgusts me. Well, not really, the Titans. But it surprises me because he's been playing some good football as of late and he's the kind of player that the Titans need. Now, I say that in he can play anywhere. And that team just can't seem to keep their main players on the field. Like Kevin Proctor's always injured or biting someone. You know, David Fafida, he plays when he wants. Tino gets injured sometimes, you know. Ryan James was injured for so long before he went to Cameron and got injured. It's just, it's in their um, in their DNA, unfortunately. Tyrone Peaching can fit in anywhere. He's like when you're in a fantasy draft and the last play you take can cover multiple positions. Now, he's not very good at one of them. He's not going to get you many points. But he's going to he's gonna fill in, you know. And this guy's played Origin as a utility player. You know, he played six in a must-win game even though they had to pick Toby Sexton. Fucking ridiculous. But again, don't get me started on that one. Peach, will he come back to Cronulla? Probably not. We've got uh, a couple of 14s, or potential 14s. Uh, we've spoken about them before. I won't, won't bore you too much here. Probably 25 minutes and 40, 50 seconds too late for that. He's been linked with the club because he was here. You know, there's still a tremendous football in Peach, but I just don't see where he fits in next year. And for the kind of money that he will be able to command... I don't know, I just I just can't see the, the investment being worth it. So, Peach, you know, if he ends up at Cronulla, so be it. I won't be launching too many protests, but, um, yeah, don't think it's going to happen. I think he might go, um, no, that's, fuck it, why not? Now, another player who is far more likely to be linked with Cronulla for real reasons, Starek Sims. You know, the, um, the Dragon Star who was the one player who wasn't invited to that barbecue that ruined their season, which is still hilarious, because they knew that he would say, put your fucking heads in, chaps, we're not doing this, this is dumb. Now, that says a lot about the Dragons that Anthony Griffin would move him on rather than his um, barbecue and mates just quietly. Tarek, if he was to sign the Cronulla tomorrow, my pants are well and truly off. That would be fantastic. Now, where he fits in, I'm not 100% sure, but I would be saying to him, you're a bench middle, because Toby and Dale Finucane are going to be our starting middles next year with Cam McInnes, who's going to play 80 minutes every week. Out wide, you're going to have Wade Graham, hopefully, or T. Wilton, and you're going to have Britton Nakora on the other side with Talakai as the other option. Excuse us. Now, as far as I see, all three of our back row play 80 minutes every week, except when injured which means I would be looking at Sims and Talakai as middle options on the bench 
which improves us hugely compared to the um, rubbish that we put forward this year in the middle. Sims can tackle, he can make metres. Now, he's not the kind of player that's going to play 80 minutes and make you 300 metres. It's just, just not that. He's the void corner type, in, but he can tie his own shoes. He is going to give you impact. He's going to make tackles. He's going to bust the line, and he's going to lead you, which, again, you know, the players that we've got coming in, Finucane and, and McInnes, you know, you bring a Sims in, and there's your leadership group for next year. If Wade Graham's not okay to play. You know, you add Wade Graham to that, and we got the best leadership in well, outside of Melbourne. And I struggle to think of a better one. Certainly not the Dragons or the Tigers or any of those shit clubs. So, mate, Tarek Sims, come to Cronulla. Now, I would be saying to the Dragons, not many options out there, boys, and, and you idiots want him gone for some fucking reason, even though you got Josh McGuire and other less than reputable players on your team. How about you pay half? And then when they laugh, say, oh, fuck you then. Enjoy, enjoy your 800k player that you're not going to play this year. And then the Dragons come crawling back, and I would say, ah, we're now at 60%. Tarek on 40%, you take the second year full charge, bang, done. The other player who's been, well, not linked to with us yet, but he will be, is Adam Elliott. Now, a few things. Decent player, never reach his potential. Under a coach with discipline and a plan, I have no doubt this guy can play Origin. Don't think he will. I think he's done his dust. I was going to say something inappropriate there. He has a huge penis. And he can't keep it in the fucking pants. That is a problem for me, and that is why I am going to say a resounding no. Now, look, again, in the atrocity scouts right down there, but there's 30 of them. The guy drinks... And he gets his tossel out. You know, if I was... Mine would probably be out too. But he's a professional footballer. Everyone knows who he is. He's the bloke that passed out drunk a couple of years ago and got photographed. He's the guy up there dancing with his dick out at the Bulldogs, you know. Now, their culture is terrible. Even they said that this guy isn't up to our standards. Fitzgibbon's come in and said, good people make good footballers. Adam Elliott may be a good person at heart, but he's just... He's too prone to a mistake, and as a club that's had about 500,000 of those in the past, it's a no thanks from me. Again, if Fitz thinks he can get him for cheap and get him on the right path, you know who am I to argue with the great man himself, but it's just not worth the risk. When you've got Jack Williams there that can do exactly what Elliot can do, you know, minus the naked dancing to Sweet Caroline, you know, it just... No, no more risks. No more risks. Cronulla, we've been there. We've done that. You know, I'm, you could write a book, and one day I might, but probably not. Let's just let's just get some good people on the field. Now, last final thing. Half an hour is enough. I apologise. Andrew Fafida. Fantastic seeing back on the sidelines, laughing it up. That magpie thing with the hat to young Ronaldo was fantastic. Not sure Ronnie should be up. Getting out of the way with his uh, with his leg the way it is, but that was good. Fafita is a player that we need round the team next year, but not as a player. Um, you know my my thoughts on Fafita are very well known. He's responsible for the greatest moment in Shark history. His try delivered the happiest night of my life, and I've been married and have two children. I have no qualms in saying that that was the greatest single night of my life. Cried for half an hour. Just the greatest. Fafita, thank you. 
You know, that, that try he scored against the Tigers a couple of years back on a Friday evening, you know, we ran about 60 metres untouched right down the middle right at halftime. Just, there's so many highlights. Like, for Fida, we signed for Fida when the Tigers said, you're not good enough for us. And for Fida said, fuck you, Tigers, and won us a premiership. That is the sweetest thing that could possibly happen. You know, if you're writing a script, it'd, it'd be that. But it's time. Now, he, he suffered a horrendous injury. And I would be uncomfortable with a young, fit, you know, twenty-one-year-old player going back out there with that injury. We saw Jack A. Williams suffer a similar injury, and I believe he may have retired. He certainly didn't play this year after that injury, the throat injury. For those that aren't aren't aware, uh, both were put in induced comas to help them to breathe while the swelling came down. That's frightening. Like we we think of rugby league as you know big hits and stuff, but. I mean, one shot to the throat. Now, Fafita's not a small man, you know. Like, he's going to take a lot in. You know, big lungs, greatest quads. You know, the, the man, the man's a, he's a beast. And there are a lot of jokes about being overweight, but he's never been a small guy. And I'm still, he'd still get me in the beef test. I've said that before and I'll say it again. The guy is a freakish footballer, but he's, he's in his mid-30s now. His legs are dusted, you know, he's, he doesn't have the discipline he once had. And that injury just, I mean, they, they they add up. If there's any chance to medically retire him and keep him around that 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 group of players, because, you know, there, there's jokes of Fafita, you know, yelling at, or Fafita's brother yelling at a, a young touchy. And there's there was a story about him throwing a um, bottle of moisturiser in a road rage incident. You know, forget all that shit. Fafita in terms of the indigenous kids as a hero you know you, you can't you can't pay for that kind of that press and that influence and i mean everyone looks up to the boy the young players they want to be around him you see how much he holds court at training you know he, he if he puts his mind to it i have no doubt he'll be a fantastic coach one day perhaps not a first grade first co- head coach but an assistant and I would be saying to Fafita, like, if you retire, we pay you out in full next year. We use that money to sign a Take Aho, you know, a, a big forward. But you stay on, we we kick you out. Whatever. I don't know how it works, but speak to the NRL and say, we'll kick you 60000 and you just you run the water for the year. Fuck it, you're a water boy. After that, move into a mentoring role for the young kids, young forwards. You know, get him to run the Instagram account. He's absolutely fantastic. Shout out to Gaz who does. Join us. But, like, he's a player we can't lose, but a player we can't use moving forward. So, as hard as it is to say, I, I think we may have seen the last of the big man, but I don't want to lose him to the club. I, I think that would be terrible. I don't want him. I just see him as the kind of player that Wayne Bennett will go, hey, you know, I'm going to coach this new Ipswich side or whatever it is, this new Brisbane side. You come and be on the coaching staff, and in five years, Fafita's like one of the best assistant coaches going around. The guy's got a great mind for football. He's just, like I said, he holds court. How can you not? I mean, it's Andrew fucking Fafita. I just, you know, hope the club and he do the right thing moving forward. And, and I, don't, I don't have his injury, you know, prognosis. Maybe he's fine and he's going to come on and be with forward in the game next year. But if I'm Cronulla, I'm leaning on him. Fafita, stay with us, just not as a player. And using that money to go sign a Takeaho or, or someone, a Luke Thompson perhaps. There's heaps of players off contract. Well, Terry and I'll discuss them next week. But um, 
yeah, future's very positive, and hopefully Andrew Fafita's in it, and I really, really, truly mean that. Anyways, 35 minutes. Apologies, guys, um, who were tuning in for Terry, but, um, you know, he'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. Now, moving forward, I haven't discussed this with the great man yet, but uh, I'm going to do it because it's my show and I don't give a fuck. But from now on, I will be hailing Nico Hines. So here we go. Hail Nico.